The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. I'm so glad you're able to join NUMA Podcast once more. The key text for today is the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1 to 16. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony, that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed, and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city.
join me as I pray. Dear Lord, I thank you again for another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. Lord, I ask that you inspire the sound of my voice so that those who will listen to this podcast will be blessed. And Lord, I ask that you help us together as followers of Jesus Christ on this journey of life to be able to know that we are on a pathway to somewhere. And that somewhere is a place where you are, is the place where you live. And Lord, I pray that this will be our portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of this podcast is Pathway to Somewhere. Pathway to Somewhere. It is so important for us Christians to continue to remind ourselves of the singular reason why we are called Christians in the first place. I believe that the first group of Christ's disciples did not know they were Christians, neither did they chose to be called as such. As we are told that it was those that were observing their behaviors and characters that nicknamed them Christians. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 11 verse 26b that the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. The reason These small bands of people were following Jesus Christ primarily was because they heard about the kingdom of God and the possibility to enter in and become citizens. And the only way to achieve that was to accept Jesus' offer of salvation. As he said to them in the Gospel of St. John chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And also in John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 12, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. So, you see, my friends, they heard the gospel of the kingdom of God and accepted the offer of salvation and joined the pathway with Jesus Christ leading. However, increasingly, we seem to be losing out on the primary reason why we became Christians because of the social dynamics of society, which is why through this podcast, I am reminding you and as well as myself to think about the fact that you and I are on the pathway to somewhere because every pathway lead to somewhere and this somewhere for those of us that believe in Jesus Christ is heaven where he said again in John chapter 14 verse 2 to 3 there are many homes up there 
where my father lives and I am going to prepare them for your coming. When everything is ready, then I will come and get you so that you can always be with me where I am. If this weren't so, I would tell you plainly. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, these are wonderful and matchless promises like no other. So many today have suffered and are still suffering from homelessness, poverty of all kinds, and some have even lost the sense of self-worth. And it looks like there is no more reason for existing on this side of eternity. But this promise here is certainly a welcome refreshment because one of these days, all the worries we know would be over as we shall meet with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, face to face. Who can beat that? This is why you must endeavor to continue to hold on no matter what and not give up regardless. But to do so, you must understand that you are on a pathway to somewhere and should therefore be considered as critical to anything you do or don't do. Before we go any further, let us define properly what is pathway, as clear understanding will help us to contextualize our thoughts today. Now, Cambridge English Dictionary defines pathway as a track that a person can walk along. This is hugely important, as a pathway is not supposed to be a parkway where a person can be allegorically stationary. It has got to be a place of movement, and in this case, herding somewhere and not playing around. Our journey to heaven begins here, and it is a serious business. Sadly, People's attention are drawn to that fact when they are confronted with apparently insurmountable challenges such as illness, death, catastrophic events, and other spectrum of human misery. Even when inevitable death approaches, some Christians sometimes feel as if they are leaving behind too soon a party before it's over, and they are disappointed because of all that they would be missing when they eventually leave this side of eternity. What they forget However, is that the real party awaits them when they die. I am talking about an infinite hallelujah party. To this the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19. If being a Christian is of value to us only in this life, we are the most miserable of all creatures. So you see, we do not live in this world just because we have to live here. We are here because God placed us here and we are here as pilgrims, people on a journey to somewhere. So this world should not become the real or the main reason why we think we are here. We are here for a reason. And that reason is to be prepared to meet our maker again when the time comes. 
Also, heaven rejoices when a child of God passes on because as the psalmist say, that's Psalm 116 verse number 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servant. And again, Jesus Christ said in John chapter 11 verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. So you see, my dear brothers and sisters, there is so much to look forward to and not be afraid because Jesus Christ have you all covered by his horrible crucifixion on that old rugged cross at the sides of Calvary's hill. As a preacher and like many others, I have preached and taught countless of times from our key text today, which is the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And as usual, I have given them many titles depending on what, where, and why I am preaching or teaching, and I never get tired of preaching from it, as I believe that this fake chapter captures the intrinsic imagination of the pilgrim that is focused and understands that he or she is on a pathway to somewhere. In context, the book of Hebrews originally was written to a group of people whose faith was wavering as they contemplate ending their commitment to Christ to return to their former way of life. However, for secondary readers, it serves as a link between the Old Testament and the New Testament when it comes to precepts. Like several other books of the Bible, the authorship is uncertain, but sometimes it is attributed to the Apostle Paul who evidently wrote a substantial number of the New Testament letters. The principal message of the book of Hebrew reveals to readers that Jesus Christ fulfills the Old Testament typologies and ushered in a new and better covenant. However, the thematic concern for this podcast today is the subject of faith and how it is the mechanics that makes our journey along the pathway to somewhere possible as we see the patriarchs and matriarchs travel on that well-worn path of faith. Chapter 11 provides us a retrospective cue of what the Lord God accomplished for those who placed their faith on Him and how we too can benefit from the lesson they learned. Not because of our own righteousness, but because of the simple faith we can have in Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm talking about today. This is particularly why it is critical for every Christian to understand this letter, especially the 11th chapter. As we try to assimilate our key text today, there are key locutions that we must not overlook when we begin reading because the rest of the chapter cannot be understood in isolation of them. Two of such locutions are found in verse number one. The substance of things hoped for 
and the evidence of things not seen. This is Numa Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. These locutions, in my view, may be referring to the same idea, but strongly emphatic that faith is the key component of the Christian journey to somewhere, even when the substance of it are not entirely evidenced in material terms. For example, the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 4 verse 17, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, that God made Abraham the father of many nations. God will accept all people in every nation who trust God as Abraham did. And this promise is from God himself who makes the dead live again and speaks of future events with as much certainty as though they were already past. God sees the beginning and the ending. Here, you see that verse number one sets out conspicuously the tone for the rest of the chapter to anchor on. And what this locution simply mean is that those who would follow the pathway to somewhere need not even see the pathway before following it as they must first see it in their hearts. This reminds me of a quote by one of Scotland's foremost pioneer missionary to Southern Africa, Dr. David Livingston. He says this, If you have found men who will come only if there is a good road, I don't want them. I want men who will come even if there is no road at all. The next verse, that's verse 2, completes this wonderful intro by informing that it was only by faith that our faithful bearers found favor with God. I am immediately reminded of the 12th emissaries in Numbers chapter 13, where Joshua and Caleb gave an encouraging report against the negative report of the 10 spies. It says, But Caleb reassured the people as they stood before Moses, Let us go up at once and possess it, he said, for we are well able to conquer it, not against people as strong as they are, the other spies said. They would crush us. And that's in Numbers chapter 13 verse 30 to 31. As you can see here, 10 of the emissaries saw themselves incapable of achieving the mission to conquer the land and they were equally rewarded with not seeing the promised land with their physical eyes because they failed to see it first as God who was leading them saw it. Dear brothers and sisters, if you see into the invisible, you will be motivated to do the impossible and that was the case for Joshua and Caleb. 
after presenting us with the definition of what faith is in context, we are then giving a breakdown of how faith played out in various ways, including how it shapes our understanding and knowledge of the universe and its spherical nature and how it came to be by the word of faith itself. The next few verses described how faith work out in the lives of those we now consider heroes of faith, even though they themselves did not consider themselves heroes, but just ordinary people trying to follow the pathway to somewhere heavenly. Verse number 6, I believe, is the synoptic interjection of the chapter. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So here we see again that the only way to be in sync with God on this pathway to somewhere is faith. Without it, you cannot please God. But those that key in into this truth must also be consistent in doing so. The Apostle Paul, a man who was totally sold out to God, was also well aware of this trajectory of Christian living when he stated in his letter to the Philippian church. That's in Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Apostle Paul knew that to be on the pathway to somewhere, you have to press to reach the end of the race so as to be rewarded for diligence. Verse number 7 to 9 completes this discourse by attesting to the fate of Noah, who did not see the signs of flood coming and yet did as he was told. Abraham, who had to move to a strange country as he was directed and believed God to have children against science. As we approach the last few verses of our key text, we have the final and interesting aspect of our faith in God. Interesting because verse 13 says, These all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned, but now they desire a better country that is unheavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he had prepared for them a city. 
It is clear from this scripture that faith is everything because the things of God are spiritual and I dare to say not material but we have been corrupted by the kind of gospel that only sees evidence in substantial sense and as such it becomes difficult to believe where there is no empirical evidence. These heroes of faith knew God for themselves. They had received the unbelievable and wonderful promises, but then the Bible say these all died in faith, not having seen or received what was promised, even though they had ample opportunities to renounce their faith in God. They did not because they were on a pathway to somewhere. They knew where they were going. And I wonder, my brothers and sisters, if you have been told that to be seen to have pleased God is to be perfect and have sensible evidence. My dear brothers and sisters, let me say this. This passage has counterbalanced such notion as you may even die without receiving the promise. This is difficult to communicate, but that is the whole truth. Listen to the words of Paul, the apostle, and that's in Romans chapter 8 verse 18. I consider that our present suffering are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. That means that no matter what we face today, whether we see the promise we think we heard from God clearly or we don't, whatever that is ahead of us, the plan and the blessings of God ahead of us are unimaginable. No human mind can comprehend them. And that's what we should be thinking. This should be our motivation. This should be what we should be looking ahead to. Brothers and sisters, whatever you see here on this side of eternity is not the real deal. The real promise is eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ on the other side. My prayer for every child of God today is this, that we all would understand the reality of our alien status in this life. As such, understanding would structure the way we think and shape our characters as we wait for the appearing of Jesus Christ. It is also my prayer that we all become instruments in the hand of God to continue to inspire all of his people globally, beginning from where you are right now, because Jesus Christ is indeed coming back again. When John the Revelator saw into the invisible, he could not help but to shout out, Even so, come, Lord Jesus. And that's in Revelation chapter 22 verse 20. Brothers and sisters, as we travel along this pathway to somewhere, may we endeavor to continue to look beyond what is physical to infinity ahead of us. I believe that this heavenly visual was the driving force for those heroes of faith in our key text today, like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, and Jacob, and all those who have believed in the supremacy and the sovereignty of God.
Finally, it's important to bear in mind as we go that all these great names were just people like you and me with their own weaknesses and failings. Some of them lied, laughed in disbelief of God's sovereignty, yet they all made it into this great catalog of faith which we call the book of Hebrews. The lesson here is that regardless of where you are at presently, in the scheme of things with God, one thing that is central is to have your mind made up about God and be determined and focus on the prize which is a better country, a heavenly one that God has prepared for you and for me. This is a great promise from God. And this should be your motivation. This should keep you focused on this journey that you're on. This is what you need to energize yourself as you travel along this pathway to somewhere. I am looking forward that one of these days you and I will be able to stand before our God and we will hear the word, good job, you are a good and faithful servant. You proved that you could be trusted. Come and share your master's happiness. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you once more for this time with my brothers and sisters across the world today. And I pray God that we will know why we are on this pathway to somewhere. The reason that we are on this pathway should be fresh on our minds every morning, every day. Nothing, O oh God, should supersede this reason, God. Help me, O oh God, to be on this pathway. Help my listeners today to be on this pathway. And I thank you because nothing shall separate us. Nothing is able to take us away from you because you've called us by your name. And I thank you as I seal these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King. Amen.
listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.